Hey everybody, you are listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest, Chicago-based artist. I don't even want to say hip-hop artist. I feel like I might be confining you. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> this dude is incredibly versatile with what he has contributed to Chicago's music community, and you can hear the eclecticism throughout his projects. The new one is called Afro Bang 2, son of Sagolan, my in-studio guest, Mr. Calibi. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a new day. I'm rising and I'm shining. Kiss my boo-boo on the forehead. Then my routine for the grind begins. Thinking of all the things I must do today. Thinking of all the, thinking of all my dreams in the coolest way. I be the most optimistic optimist. Barely with a positive. When it came time to start creating material for what would be Afro Bang 2, why did you want it to be a continuation? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when we see 2, we automatically think sequel. We think thematically it has something to do with the first one. Mm-hmm. What was the idea behind this? Yeah, man. So um, when I first made Afro Bang, the original one, I always kind of looked at it as a series and a story. And I kind of look at myself as more of a, a storyteller. The story that I wanted to continue was the story of, of Sundiata and Sogalone and, you know, how that tale relates to my, you know, current day life. Sogalone, uh, for those that don't know, is the mother of Sundiata, who, who was a Malian king from back in the day in the uh, 13th century and um, you know she instilled all the wisdom in him that eventually led him to you know grow into a great warrior and a great king so throughout this project you'll hear Sogolone's voice kind of spreading that wisdom to not only Sogolone but you know to all the listeners out there to just kind of keep following their dreams and you know keep spreading the you know positivity um, that's instilled in you um, you know just from your your inherent uh, you know, being as a human being, we all have this positive energy that, you know, we can unlock or not. So that's what she kind of instilled in him. And that's uh, what I wanted to portray with this album and um, just kind of bring it together and just go deeper into the sound of Afro Bang, you know, and just kind of like take it to another level. You said that the theme for this kind of embodied your journey in life. How are those parallels? Yeah, so I grew up with a, a single mom uh, back in Columbus, Ohio. You know, we didn't have a lot, but, you know, she always made sure I was able to do what I wanted to do, whether it was sports or, you know, art or going to a camp or, you know, even like every once in a while I'll get some like fresh shoes, you know, for school. So she was always supporting me uh, regardless of what our financial situation was. And, um, you know, eventually like all those principles and lessons and love that she gave to me as a kid, even though I, you know, maybe as a kid didn't appreciate it as much because I didn't have as much as, you know, maybe the next kid. Um, I think as I grew up into a man, you know, those lessons started to come back and, you know, allowed me to be uh, who I am today, um, you know, which is a leader and an artist and an MC and a producer and all that. So paralleling that to Sundiata's story with Sogolone, same thing, like he grew up with polio as a child and didn't have the ability to walk. But before he was born, he was prophesied to be a great king. So, you know, when he grew up with polio, his tribe exiled him and um, he didn't really receive the support that he, he thought he would or his mom thought he would when he was born. So his mom had to like coach him up and instill all these principles in him and kind of teach him how to become a leader. And then eventually, once he taught himself how to walk, he was able to go back to his tribe and become this uh, great leader that we know today. Mas, mas, 
Just a young man from the land full of Africans where they try to play us for the gold right now. Leading all my people in the struggle on the bubble, trying to hustle past fork in the road right now. All my looking ready for the call. All I gotta do is push the button and they gonna hold me down. Build an empire like Citibank, feeling like Didier. Focus on the gold right now. Always had to be so unlocked. Now I got the flow on lock. Let's talk about your heritage, your yep. your ancestry, if you will. For folks who aren't familiar with our first conversation where we kind of delved into that, mm-hmm. tell us about where this Afrocentricity comes from. For sure, for sure. My mom was uh, heavy into the movement, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. Um, she's from New Jersey, but spent a lot of time in New York City working with the Black Arts Movement and even, um, you know, had stints in the Black Panther Movement and things like that. So she's always been like very African-centered in her thinking. Um, And even when she went to Columbus, she was a part of the African community there. And like I grew up around um, a Senegalese family. Um, Shout out to the Gadios. And they kind of, you know, brought me into their culture, you know, eating all type of great Senegalese food, hearing Senegalese music everywhere I went. Um, just riding around with my uncle back then. So grew up in that that whole culture, um, you know, in Columbus. And then my dad is actually from Ivory Coast, from Abidjan. So, you know, even though he didn't grow up with me, he was there up until I was like five years old. But um, I do have like vague memories of him just, you know, just you know, kind of speaking to me in French because he didn't speak English. And, like, I've been to France and I've been to Ivory Coast a couple times to visit my family over there. So everything just kind of happened organically as far as, like, you know, finding my my roots and my culture. And, you know, I grew up playing African drums, um, playing a djembe uh, for Tony West and the Imani Dancers. Shout out to them. Shout out to Columbus. It just kind of came back to me uh, with, with Afrobang. You know, I was doing my, you know, production on the side and working, you know, full time and, you know, primarily just kind of your traditional hip hop uh, lane. And, you know, I wanted to do something a little more unique that uh, spoke to my culture and my roots. And, you know, Afrobang uh, just kind of came to me. And, um, yeah, now we're on the second project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's already great. It's already great. That was never dead to be. Never dead to be. I just want us to be lit. I just want us to be lit. Get us celebrate. Get us celebrate. It's never too late. It's never too late. Have a little bit of faith. Have a little bit of get Pass all the hate. Pass all the hate. Look what we can do today. We can do today. Way more than yesterday. More than yesterday. Fly, fly, fly away. Fly, fly away. From the land to the bay. From the land to the bay. From the sand to the clay. From the sand to the clay. Shots at the Ghana. Shots at the Ghana. Shots at Rwanda. Shasa my people, Shasa my people, Shasa Wakanda. Know the all in Ukrainian. This is sound of vibranium. Rick gon' play the cinema. Back, Jay gon' play the cinema stadium. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocal Radio. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Chicago-based artist Khaled B. We're talking yeah. about Afrobank too. So let's go ahead and talk about some of these tracks. You open up right off the bat and hit people over the head, even if it's just in the title, Make Africa Great Again. Yes. So tell me about that, considering we're in a political climate that's incredibly divisive, where those words, obviously substituting Africa for America, are polarizing. Now, I did want to uh, 
you know, just kick off the album with a statement like that. Um, and for those who have been following the Afrobang brand, they know that we have merchandise that, you know, has the same phrase, make make Africa great again. And, um, you know, even on social media, we've gotten mostly love from it, but there are some people who see it and are like, what does that mean? You know, like, Africa's already great. Or, you know, you're discounting uh, the America, you know, make, it great, make America great again or whatever. Um, so I wanted to kind of speak on that and just kind of, you know, put out what our mission was behind that. So, like, even in the first line, I'm saying, you know, it's already great. That was never the, that was never the debate. You know, I just want us to relate, come together, celebrate. So, you know, it's more about speaking to the unity and, you know, the African diaspora as a whole being great again, you know, because Africa is inherently great. That's where, you know, all the natural resources are. That's where civilization started. That's where the pyramids are. That's where, you know, so much, you know, greatness has come from um but you know colonization happened and you know we already know the the history behind that and um you know it's a lot of disparate african communities across the world that are looking for their identity still and you know we're in a great time right now where the diaspora is being celebrated right in pop culture and it's starting to get better but we still got a long way to go so you know that's what we're trying to do with afro bang and that's what the whole you know make africa great again song was about is just like we have so much power globally now we got social media we got ways to communicate you know um, we don't have as much of a language barrier um, or a communication barrier so let's just come together share our cultures so we can understand each other and you know see how we can work together As you mentioned, the diaspora is being celebrated in pop culture, obviously reference to Black Panther, right? Right. So let's talk about Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism exists as a hopeful thought, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, it's steeped in, in fiction, but for the most part, it's also the idea that we can get to this utopian society where the diaspora is no longer marginalized or impoverished or oppressed and we are thriving, they are thriving, whether it's technology or just in tribal familial love, everything is everything. Yeah. Tell me about why it is you wanted to present this notion of Afrofuturism. Yeah, um, that's a great point. I think, you know, with, with African culture and history, we often think about the past and, you know, what's happened which, you know, we can't forget and we have to use those lessons, you know, going forward. But I think Afrofuturism, I think we're just now at a point where we can, you know, somewhat breathe a little bit to even think about the future. <laughs> so I think with Afrofuturism, it gives us another um, level of hope um, and another way to kind of see something that's that's positive for our culture in a way that we can come together in ways that we might not, not have thought about 20 years ago because we were just literally like trying to survive or we just got our voting rights, you know, like, uh, you know, a generation ago. So we're just now at a point where we can see the future and see the possibilities of coming together. So I think it's important for, you know, things like Black Panther to come out and, you know, Afrobang and all these other movements that I'm seeing talking about um, Afrofuturism and even Afro surrealism and just these ideas of, 
different black identities and different African identities because for so long it's been a monolithic kind of portrayal in the media and pop culture about what it means to be African. So, you know, I think it's very important to to kind of put different images about out there of like what our Africanness can look like in the future. You are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Chicago-based artist Khaled B. We're talking about Afro Bank 2. I want to talk about Free the Watoto. Yes, yes. Again, when we're talking about the themes that run throughout both Afro Bang and Afro Bang 2, it's easy to say that it has a lot to do with Africa. But at the same time, I think if you really pay attention, the point is that some of these topics are universal, right? Right. This can very well be, obviously, about what's happening in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Chicago as well. Yeah. Tell me about this song and, and what it is you <clears throat> wanted to convey with with this Absolutely. Um, so like you said, it's a lot of parallels, you know, to the struggle here and the, the struggle on the continent. Um, you know, last year was really tough. Like, to be honest, it was a struggle to finish this album just because of so much what was going on in our community. You know, I felt like, you know, sometimes I'll be in the studio and just like locked up and trying to finish it. But it would be, you know, another shooting that I'll be hearing or like you know, some, you know, something crazy that Trump was saying. It was just like all this stuff going on. It almost felt hopeless. I'm like, what What am I doing here? You know, so um, Frida Watoto kind of came out of that energy. You know, I have to say something powerful on this song. Essentially, the meaning is, uh, you know, Watoto means children in Swahili. So free the children. And, um, you know, we got so many brothers locked up. Um, you know, for petty crimes, for, you know, based on, you know, injustice laws and, you know, things that are really outside of our control. And, you know, I think the song really speaks to um, to that notion and, you know, trying to give our brothers some hope. And even in the song, you know, I'm like, allons-y, let's go, you know, which means like, let's go in French. It's like, let's go back, you know, to the continent, take what we have, you know, take our resources and see how we can, you know, alleviate this problem by, you know, bringing our resources together to help free the children. Um, because the next generation, hopefully, they don't have to go through as much as, as we did and our parents did and our grandparents and so forth. So, you know, even though we're free physically, you know, our, our mental state is still very much locked up in this in the system. So, so yeah, that's really where the inspiration came from. You are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Khaled B. The project is Afro Bank 2. Thank you very much for making time. Continued success, my man. Thank you, bro. Always a pleasure coming through. Coming down, sit low. Candy paint on foes. From the old to the gold. Still fighting Jimmy the Crow. With every lie that you told. I can see your nose grow. President Pinocchio. I keep it all 100. I with my dogs blunted. Gotta shout out my OG. I do it all for you. It don't mean nothing to me. To go to war for you. Anyone touch it, believe.